0: This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat, but as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 51. It's Bunny here, I hope you had a magical, sweet... Nurturing week. I am recording this episode before the weekend because I am leaving town, so when you hear this, I will have already returned from guess where? Disneyland. Yep, tomorrow I'm headed on a plane for two full days of Disney. I'm going with my sister and her kids, so you know, it'll be cute. And I'm not ashamed to say I have a soft spot for the Disney aesthetic. When I was little, I went to Disney World and I got this like big Minnie Mouse doll. And oh my God, I remember I was so obsessed. It wasn't even like the stories. It was literally like the colors. And if I look at my wardrobe now, I can definitely see I'm still very much like into the pastels. You know what I mean. Anyways, coming up to this weekend, I've been thinking a lot about family and my relationship to my family, my sister, kids, you know, my parents, and how my higher self has really helped me over these years to create the boundaries that I've really needed with my family. You know, it was really hard for me. Well, a lot of things were hard with my family, but recently it was really hard for me to tell them about me wanting them to use they them pronouns and being non-binary. It wasn't that I was ashamed. I just didn't feel ready to possibly be disappointed by whatever their response was going to be. And I think, you know, as we grow older and we try to heal our childhood wounds, it's pretty amazing that even though, you know, you've done all this inner work Your parents or caregivers or siblings or just people you grew up with can still do things that really trigger you now, even though you feel like you've kind of worked through that issue. Because, you know, something just reminds you of the past. It's not necessarily that it's happening again, but just little things remind you of that feeling that you had when they did. I heard a quote once that was, if you think you're so enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. But the important thing I think in terms of boundaries is to ask yourself, if you have needs that they are unable to meet, do you even need those things from them? Meaning if you want support around an issue like gender identity, for example, and you're seeking it, from people who just happen to have a huge learning curve around gender expression, maybe they're not the folks you should be looking to for that kind of support. Maybe they're good at some things and maybe they totally suck at others. Maybe they will change and maybe they won't. The important thing is that you find your chosen family too. Those people in your life who will give you the support you may be lacked from the family you grew up with. Family comes in all forms, and different people are capable of different things depending on where they are at in the stage of their own growth, depending on how they show love, depending on their love language. So fill your life with a spectrum of different kinds of support. One family is for this and another is for that. You can have it all because you are that lovable. Anything you were missing growing up, you can have it now, babe. That's your power. So let it all in. Seek it out. Give it to others too. This world is truly abundant once you realize you deserve it all. Okay, sweethearts, it's time for the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I'm an international college student in England, and I have not been to my home country, Nigeria, in two years. I recently decided to for two main reasons, because I was homesick and unfortunately because of a summer fling I had two years ago. We had been talking throughout the lockdown for like six months. We'd been texting, FaceTiming, and having phone sex, always sharing how much we missed each other. We made it clear it was a situation we just had. Since I had strict parents, I had planned to come home earlier than I told my parents and lie about my arrival date. To me, we had such a blissful time with each other for two days. He had promised to continue hanging out throughout the month, but he suddenly stopped talking to me after those two days. I felt like I had sacrificed a lot for this meetup with just the amount of money spent to travel during these COVID times, paid for the Airbnb we stayed in, went on the pill, acknowledging the pill intensified my anxiety, my entitled holiday time off work, and many other things. I felt so heartbroken the whole of June. I tried distracting myself by going out with my friends, but I just felt stabbed at the back. I later found out from a friend of his, three days before I had to leave home, that he just did not want me to like him too much because he claimed he was a damaged man. I also saw DMs where he called me clingy and annoying. I genuinely think the DMs his friend showed me was a ploy to make me stop liking him and to hurt my feelings. Bunny, I feel manipulated and used for sex. He love bombed me and I honestly do not know how to feel better. My heart hurts a lot just because I felt like he had been playing an act for months. I replay the moments we shared a lot in my head, and it only leads to more intensified panic attacks and distractions from work. I believed so much in my higher self before I traveled. Now I feel it needs so much work all over. What is your advice to revive her again Are any words of affirmations, What can I do to stop making him the sun in my life, the center of attention? How do I relieve such a scar? I apologize for being dramatic. I love you so much. Thank you for everything. Babe, you are not being dramatic. (laughs) I'm so sorry that you've been going through this. It's totally okay if you are feeling heartbroken and sad and hurt, What this person did to you is not okay, but I don't want this experience to lessen your shine. You had every reason to trust this person because you are an honest person yourself. You had every reason to believe in the possibility of growing a loving relationship because you are a loving person yourself. That's how you view the world, through the lens of love, kindness, honesty, and compassion. It's not naive of you to live your life that way. But no matter how we decide to treat people in our lives, there will always be the possibility that someone else might mistreat us because we cannot have control over other people's behavior. There are a lot of people out there who are very unconscious of their own inner worth. And so they project those insecurities on others in order to feel more powerful. They make other people feel less worthy in order to find a sense of confidence. This happens a lot in a patriarchal society, particularly because people who are socialized as men are taught that in order to have power, you must have dominance over women, specifically around sex, and the more conquests you're able to achieve, the more man you are. And so they pursue women from this perspective, doing and saying whatever they feel is necessary to get what they want. Meanwhile, people who are socialized as women in a patriarchal society often blame themselves for men mistreating them and internalize it as something being wrong with them. What is important for you to remember is that you didn't do anything wrong and the hurt you feel will not last forever. Don't put this pressure on yourself to just get over it quickly. Just because he obviously has repressed those emotions doesn't mean you have to repress yours. You are in touch with your heart. You know, it really stuck out to me when you said his friend said he ghosted you because he didn't want you to like him too much because he is a damaged man. Because what that's really saying is that he is afraid to be vulnerable. He'd rather keep his interactions with women on the surface, more conquests of his ego. The moment it starts to get real or he is with someone who actually has needs and expects accountability on their part, then they are the ones that are clingy. This is such a common dynamic in the role-playing of heteronormative gender. It's such a cliche. There are like so many rom-coms about how the man doesn't want anything serious, he doesn't want a commitment, so he goes from woman to woman, and it's like all fine because he's a player, and he doesn't have to have any accountability. Our culture has ingrained in men that this is actually a way to be happy and fulfilled when in most cases, it's just a way to avoid your own issues. I'm not saying that everyone should have a monogamous relationship. No, I'm saying the only way to grow from any type of relationship is to be honest and accountable. If you can't be honest and accountable to other people, you can't be honest and accountable to yourself either. I know you are feeling sad now, but I am really happy that you are no longer going to be giving this person your energy. And just because you are still processing the hurt doesn't mean you're disconnected to your higher self. Your higher self never leaves you, babe. Your higher self is holding you through all your feelings. Your higher self knows that you are okay and that this experience is ultimately going to show you how amazing you are for having the courage and self-awareness to treat others with dignity. Wherever you are crying, wherever you're feeling anxious, wherever you're feeling angry, your higher self is holding you. Like a child that cries in their parents' arms. With so much love, so much compassion, and so much patience, that surrounds you at all times. I know it's hard to remember that when you're in the thick of a painful emotion, but you are safe. Your true power is the love within you and nothing can shake that. Don't let someone's fear of love prevent you from trusting in love. Now would be a great time to level up your spiritual practice dedicate some time in the morning to connect with your higher self meditate on these affirmations i am loved i am safe i have compassion for other people's issues but i don't let them disempower me i trust in my own divinity today i will let my light shine Hello Exo Higher Self fam, it's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self, and everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly, so hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it.
1: I tried to leave a question and I made it too long, I guess. So I'm going to try and shorten it. But basically, I've been beating myself up for being in a relationship that I feel like I should have, I should be able to end more quickly than I'm able to. Caveat, it's a pandemic relationship and maybe some of your callers can relate. Um, Basically, this person has been very positive. There's nothing, you know, harmful taking place in this relationship other than We're just kind of not on the same page, compatible with what we want long term, as well as, um, you know, I stated some of my needs in the relationship and they have let me know that they're really unable. They don't have the capacity to meet those needs and they have their own barriers and baggage related to like love and connection that they haven't, you know, they're still unpacking. They're on their own journey. So obviously I just need to exit this relationship and I'm having a really hard time doing that um i've never i've i've never been this way with ending a relationship usually it's a very like clear and it's not so challenging for me and i'm getting to the point where i'm feeling like even my like therapist and friends and family are all like why are you still with someone who can't meet your you know full needs in the relationship and you're not compatible like they want to see me in a relationship where i am getting everything that I love and deserve, you know, all the love and deserve that I, or all the love that I deserve and want, you know, in the relationship. And they know this person just is a great person, but just doesn't have the capacity. And so they, they want more for me and I want more for me. I'm just, I guess the fear is like, I've done so much therapy and so much self-help books. Like Is my self-worth really this low? Like, I thought I was doing better. And the fact that I'm struggling so much to exit this relationship is making me question, am I really doing as well as I thought? Or maybe I'm doing a lot worse than I thought. I hope you can help. Thank you. Bye.
0: Babe, just because it's hard to break up with someone doesn't mean you're not doing well on your spiritual path you're an empathetic person, and breaking up with someone you really care about isn't easy. You don't wanna hurt them, obviously. It's a difficult discussion to have, and you don't always know how they will react. Another thing, it seems like the circumstances of the relationship, the fact that the two of you went through the high of the pandemic together, I think also makes it seem more sensitive because it was a unique dynamic. And intimate in a different way. You know, you went through that trauma. The trauma that we all went through as a collective. The two of you went through leaning on each other. You know, breaking up with someone can also be an act of love. Because just like that person can't meet your needs, you can't meet theirs either. Like, they have a need that they have a partner who doesn't require something they're not capable of giving. And you're not that person right? So a breakup would be best for both of you. If you look at it as an act of love and just wanting the best for both of you, that could put you in the perspective of your higher self, which empowers you to not let the fear take over. Look, just because we're on a spiritual path and have awakened and often know better doesn't mean life still isn't challenging, Having a hard time with something doesn't mean you've taken a step backwards. It's just another lesson on the curriculum of your growth. The path of your higher self is a practice, like yoga. You don't learn a yoga pose one class, right? And then it's easy every future class that you go to. No, some days it's hard and some days it's a breeze. I think I've mentioned on this podcast before the somewhat popular analogy of the spiritual path being a spiral up. It's not like a straight line of your growth that reaches, you know, to new levels of awareness. No, it's a spiral up, like a spiral staircase going up where you end up dealing with and returning to the same issue you had before, only from a higher state of consciousness. The most important thing is to not judge yourself for things being hard. Life is hard. Relationships are hard. Unlearning is hard. Breakups are hard. And anyone telling you different is pulling your leg. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said pulling your leg. That's like what my mom says. I'm turning into my mom. Okay. (laughs) Your friends and therapists are right to question you because they know you And they want you to have what you actually want. They know you want to break up and they want you to be happy. So it's good they are encouraging you. It's not a criticism. If I were you, I would stop making it an issue of I'm worthy for something better and make it we're worthy of something better for us as individuals. It will help you take more leadership here, get more courage, And use love as an empowering motivation. You got this. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny Michael. I really love your podcast and hopefully you can help me out with this situation that I'm in. After telling a guy to give me space because I'm going to try to work things out with my ex, I realized I love him. My ex and I did not work out because of how I feel about this guy. Unfortunately, I realized it too late. He is talking to another girl, but seems to flirt with me occasionally to keep me around. We recently met up for lunch and I expressed my desire for a real relationship and he said he's not in the headspace to be in a relationship right now, but wants to keep me in his life. I want his mental health to get better, but still know he's talking to the other girl more than me and he ignores me. Me and this guy have a really deep emotional connection, but I feel like I'm being kept as a second option while he tries to work things out with his ex. I wish he extended the same courtesy as I did when the same thing happened to me by saying exactly what his goals are with me. I really love this guy and being ignored but still flirted with and kissing while he confides in his ex is both hurtful and confusing. Any advice on how to move forward with this would be so helpful. Thank you. Hey sweetheart, you know, if talking to this guy and meeting up with him for lunch and having makeout sessions is hurting and confusing and you want a relationship that he has expressed he's unable to give you, then the two of you are not compatible right now. His choices are not in your control, but yours are. And continuing to make the choice to see him and flirt and do all of that stuff in the hopes that he will one day change his mind, it's not good for your emotional health. I get it, you chose him over your ex, so you feel really invested in him. I'm sure a part of you feels entitled to it because you sacrificed for him. But babe, you also told him to give you space when you changed your mind and wanted to work it out with your ex, and now because you changed your mind again, you think he should do the same. Sometimes we think that if we have feelings for someone, it means we're meant to be together. And if we're not, it's like something went wrong somewhere. But the universe is guiding you to what you need, not what you want. And you have to trust your own path and have faith in it. I think it's really great that you met up with him and you were honest about exactly what you want. And you really want a clear answer for him. But he's obviously in a state where he can't give you that clear answer. And, you know, that's kind of understandable. I mean, think about it. We've all been in times in our life where we actually don't know what we want. And we're, like, not sure if we want a commitment. We're not sure if we want to, like, see this person. Not sure if we want to, like, not see this person anymore. I mean, it happens. I don't think that he's intentionally trying to hurt you. I just think he doesn't know the way that you do, and it seems like this situation, you know, the back and forth with you and the other people involved, your ex, his ex, it's already been a pretty dramatic situation, and it might be wise to take a step back. You know, give yourself some space from it all so you can get a little perspective. If you took a break from talking to him and focused on yourself for a bit, I have a feeling, that you might realize that some of the desire to be with him is because at one point you made this decision, this is what I want, and it has become more about getting what you want than actually the reality of what the relationship would really be like. There's every indication that it might not be what you have fantasized it to be. Number one, because he obviously is not over his ex. And number two, because he probably doesn't really believe you that you're over your ex either. Both of you have already felt rejected by each other. There's already some baggage here. So I would take some time to be with yourself and actually reassess. Hey, what does my higher self want for me here? What would be the healthiest emotional choice for me right now? Calling him, sending a text, or taking some time to really understand what would be best for me? Ask yourself, how can I better take care of my emotional and spiritual health? How can I give myself more support and make choices that are actually good for my heart? We can't live our lives depending on other people to give us that sense of care and fulfillment. And the moment somebody says they actually can't give it to you, we need to believe them at their word. I'm not saying in the future it won't work out, but for now, trust that the universe is guiding you in a different direction. And that's okay, because now you're open to something, anything, an amazing time with yourself, possibly meeting somebody else, having fun, getting intimate. Do the things that bring you happiness to help you move on. Your future is really, really bright, so don't get hung up on this. There's so much abundance in this world, and you deserve it all. The following question is from an email. Hi Bunny, I'm a new listener of yours. About seven to eight months ago, I got cheated on. I know there are stories of people who walk in on their significant others cheating, but unfortunately, I woke up to my partner having intimacy with her friend next to me. To say the least, I'm very traumatized from the entire relationship. It was my first relationship and possibly my last. I will never allow someone to sway my heart or feelings ever again. I will not survive another heartbreak. I realize that I have never healed myself from the situation and I don't know how to heal. I have just been keeping myself busy and distracted, but I often slip into my dark place and I can't allow that to happen to me. I need help because I don't know what to do. Oh, hun, I am so sorry that you had to go through that. Being cheated on freaking sucks, especially by a first love. My first ever long-term girlfriend cheated on me too, like with multiple people over a span of a year. So I can't even calculate how many lies she had to tell me over that period. And going through that can really challenge your sense of reality and trust. And I totally get that right now you feel stuck in this hurt and can't see a way out and can't see a possibility of a future relationship. I've been there. And on top of that, the circumstances of which you caught your ex cheating are just horrendous. And that is a trauma. So I get you've just been wanting to distract yourself as a way to cope. But distracting Yourself and avoiding your feelings can only work for so long until it wells up inside you and you have to face them. So let's break these feelings down. What is really hard to deal with is the idea that this happened to you because you are somehow not worthy of being treated better, that there's some flaw of yours. If only you didn't have those flaws, then your ex wouldn't have done what she did. Well, Han, let me tell you what she did has nothing to do with you and everything to do with her. People cheat when their feelings of lack have gotten so large that they are desperate for an ego boost. Their ego is taking pleasure from the idea that they are so desirable and wanted and attractive that they deserve to do whatever they want to feed it. In their minds, this feels pleasurable because it's giving them a warped confidence. Real confidence is actually having the ability to be honest about what your needs are if you do want to be with other people or to be honest if you no longer want to be in the monogamous relationship that you're in. We live in a world where we have been conditioned by our learned hierarchical beliefs are LHBs and the ego is the part of you that is constantly trying to climb that supposed hierarchy of worth. Unfortunately, when you're in that mind frame and you can't really see out of it, your entire sense of self is wrapped up in the desire to be better than other people, a step above them on the ladder. And that's why people mistreat other people to enforce a sense of dominance to make them feel more powerful and more in control. Now the circumstances with which your ex actually started hooking up with some other person right next to you is really cruel and I am not a psychologist, but it sounds to me like some serious narcissistic behavior. Whatever the reason, it was because there was a moment of severe lack of empathy and decency And you deserve so much better. I am personally really glad that you are no longer with this person. I can't imagine that this is the first time that they mistreated you given the circumstances. hun. I know that these feelings are not easy and I'm not trying to sugarcoat how that betrayal feels. But please believe me when I tell you this pain is temporary. And the more you let yourself feel the feelings, and process them, the sooner they will have less power to overwhelm you. So what if we face them head-on with a writing ritual? If you feel like you can, it would be great to write your ex a letter telling her everything that you feel, every hurt, every confusion, every frustration, being completely honest and not holding back. Then, on a night that you have all to yourself, I want you to burn that letter. Light a match, throw it in the fireplace, burn it outside, or whatever you need to do. Just like the paper that letter was on will become ashes. So will this experience in your past. So will these painful feelings. Everything is temporary in this world. The good stuff, the bad stuff, your past doesn't define your present or your future should you choose not to let it. You are in control of that, babe. You have the power and the strength to get through this and come out the other side more awakened to your own worth. Just be patient with your healing process and take it one day at a time. Well, that wraps up this week's questions. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sending them in and your beautiful vulnerability. Remember, we also have more bonus episodes on our Patreon, so make sure to subscribe to the Higher Self family on there and you can get access to bonus episodes that we post every other Friday, especially if you've been sending in questions. You know, it definitely could have been answered on the bonus, so wouldn't want you to miss out on that. Have an amazing week and make sure to take care of yourself. I know, you know, just like you, sometimes doing the work, you know, doing the practice, meditating or journaling or whatever it is that you do, I know sometimes it just feels like hard to do, to even take the five or ten minutes, like, In your mind, it just feels, you already feel exhausted even thinking about it, right? And I guess what I would say and what I try to tell myself in those moments where I'm lacking that kind of motivation, I'm like, well, who's talking here? You know, like, is it my higher self telling me that I shouldn't prioritize, like cultivating my own inner love? Or is it a part of me that actually wants to hold myself back? you know, that actually wants me to still be controlled by my LHBs, that actually wants me to stay on the curriculum of my conditioning rather than the curriculum of my higher self. You know, we do have a powerful voice in ourselves that is often telling us what's not good for us. You know, our ego speaks really loudly and often speaks first, And so it takes practice to cultivate listening to your higher self, you know, taking the time, being less reactive, taking a step back and fully understanding, okay, what is love calling me to do here? And love is calling you to do the things in your life that are going to prioritize your own joy, inner peace, and happiness, because that's what you deserve, you know, but you live in this world. And so we are constantly in an environment where we are bombarded with our conditioning and judgments and fears and stories and, and news and all of that stuff. So that's why it's so important for every day as to recenter ourselves in our higher self and take that energy and that light with us for the rest of the day, wherever we go. Spread it, give it to ourselves, put it in our work, put it in our passions, give it to our family, give it to our friends. You know, we are cultivating a new world, starting with ourselves and with this community and with, there's so many people over the world who are doing the same work as well. You know, we are so powerful. It might not be the headline in the news that (laughs) humanity is waking up to the consciousness of love. You know, that might not be the clickbait that's happening online, but trust me, it is happening. It absolutely is. So don't lose the faith, okay? Don't get cynical. Somebody said to me once that cynicism is the perfect excuse not to do anything. And it's true, you know, I understand moments of cynicism, but that's just giving in, and we deserve so much more. All right? <laughs> okay, enough of my little lecture. Thank you so much for being here. I love y'all so much, and so does your higher self. Don't forget. See you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.